Good evening. My name is Shalisha Bino and this is The Exchange. It is a show that focuses on immersive topics, sensational stories, and illuminating interviews. Tonight, we will be speaking with a futurist, executive coach, and mentor for diversity, equity, and inclusion leaders. Please welcome Mr. Joseph Santana to the podcast. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Sir, can you tell us why you decided to become an executive coach? Well, you know, interesting enough, when I started out in business years ago, I was actually someone who headed up an outsourcing organization. And one of the things that I found that was really important, besides having the ability to be able to leverage a very diverse and increasingly diverse workforce, was the development of people. So uh, I, I married those two things together. And it's interesting. I mean, my educational background is in accounting. In practice, I was a manager and a, uh, and, and a group leader. But I realized my passion is with people in terms of how do you leverage people in a way that gives them the best opportunity to use their skill set and to grow and at the same time to benefit the organization. And when I talk about people, I'm talking about people across the entire spectrum of all the demographics, male, female, black, white, Asian, etc. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it definitely sounds like you have a very versatile background. And um, just to be able to use it to help others, again, I'm, I'm all about it on this podcast. So that's amazing. And what is your sustainability model? My sustainability model in terms of, can you, can you give me an example of what you're looking for example? Because I think that term sustainability is pretty large. So I want to make sure that when I answer your question, it really uh, is to the point that, of what you're looking for. No, it just goes based on your view. Like what is your personal sustainability model when it comes to your business and how you help people? Yeah, I mean, I think that one of the ways that my business helps people is preparing them to be able to tackle changes that are coming up in the future. The world is changing very rapidly mm -hmm. and to not only to be sustainable, but even to be viable and to continue being of value as an individual, as well as an organizations, there needs to be adaptation. A lot of the different things that people uh, the things that people do in business, how they hire people, how they connect with clients, who they hire and so forth, are usually based on the assumption of certain givens, that the world operates a certain way, that things look a certain way. And as the world changes, those models need to evolve also. Uh, otherwise, they are no longer effective. So a lot of the things that were built in organizations years ago, back in the 1950s, when basically you had a male who was working in an organization with a stay-at-home wife, uh, that's not valid anymore in the year 2022, right? So true. You have so true. Nah, those you have, dynamics are gone, unfortunately. All those dynamics are gone. So you have women who work now. You Your workforce <laughs> is much more diverse. You have so many different things that need to be taken into account. And organizations that do that well, they thrive. And those that don't, they don't. And people who recognize those changes and who make adjustments to the way they do things, whether within an organization or in the way they manage their career, they thrive. Those who don't, 
don't thrive. You know, it's pretty much, I think the sustainability to, to, to go back to that sustainability, mm -hmm. sustainability, there's a great quote by this guy, Tom Robbins, that says that the most stable system or a stable system is a system that waits to be transformed, that expects transformation, and it expects mm -hmm. to evolve. And I think that sustainability is to expect transformation and always be ready as a business and as an individual to evolve. Wow and wow. So it's just all about evolving, being able to look at the market, what's on demand and being able to conform to that. That is something really deep. And I think a lot of people don't think about that in regards to business. and. What are some of the goals that you set up for your clients? Well, you know, one of the things that I ask a lot of my clients to do, my clients generally are people that are in the diversity, inclusion, and equity space. And one of the things that I, I ask them to do is look at what's happening and the way things are moving in the future and be prepared to address those things. We live in a world where change is happening so fast that we cannot just continue doing the so-called best practices that worked yesterday. We need to look at what's happening uh, today and address that. So a very quick example, in the past, most people were hired by a recruiter, a human being, who then got them an interview with another human being who then made a decision about whether that person should be hired or not. So people that were in the diversity, inclusion and equity space focused a lot on providing unconscious bias training and awareness. but for people who were doing the recruiting and people who were doing the hiring to make sure that those people hired broadly and fairly. Well, guess what? We live in a world today where 75% of all the resumes that are submitted for job applications are scanned by machines. <laughs> those machines decide who gets an interview and who doesn't. And in about one or two years from now, it's going to be a machine that's conducting the first interview too. You now have chatbots that can actually do interviews. That hasn't become yet something that is generally used, but it's going in that direction pretty rapidly because it's low cost and it's available. So now if you're a DEI leader or a diversity, equity, inclusion leader, you want to divert some of your attention at least to how do you address the bias in these machines because if all you're doing is addressing recruiter bias and you're addressing management hiring bias you're missing the boat on what's going on with these machines that are filtering out candidates based on their biases that's true that's true it sounds highly disturbing to me you know to just <laughs> yeah it's very disturbing so i wanted to get kind of like your view on that you know just for the the future of you know like employing people and stuff like that what are your thoughts of using machines to really just determine whether or not someone gets a job you know interesting enough here's here's what i think it boils down to for people who do not recognize that that's what's happening, whether it's as people who are looking for a job or if it's people that, are, as I mentioned before, like the kind of customers that I work with that are in the DEI space, if if those things are not addressed, then you're going to get bad results. You're going to get good people filtered out because of the biases in the system, or you're going to get yourself filtered out because of the biases in the system. On the other hand, if those things are recognized and we look at strategies for how do we address the biases in the machine or get around the biases in the machine effectively, then 
we're going to be the ones that are going to thrive in that environment. So if you think your resume is going to be read by a person and you've set it up for a human reader and it's actually a machine that's reading it, you may not get that opportunity. But if you know that and you strategically word things and set the things up so they're machine friendlier and they can get past those biases, then you've just given yourself an advantage. Gotcha. So there are specific keywords that those machines look for when they do accept candidates back. Very interesting. And yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, interesting and disturbing all at once. <laughs> Interestingly disturbing. But um... <laughs> well, I, what I can tell you is this. What I can tell you is that every time there's any change or any evolution, it mm -hmm. creates both a threat and an opportunity. If you look at what's happening and you look at what's changing and what direction that change is going in and you get in front of it a little bit, you can turn that lemon into lemonade. But if you just keep operating with the frame of thinking uh, that is around what things were like in the past, then you may end up getting caught in a situation that's not as pleasant. That's true. That's true. And what additional advice would you offer people and businesses? I think both people and businesses, the biggest piece of advice that I can offer them now is that we need to start looking at the future a little bit further ahead and preparing for it, as opposed to just addressing what's directly in front of us. In a lot of organizations today, and a lot of people find that when they're addressing just the problems that are in front of them, they feel overwhelmed because it's like they keep coming at them faster and faster. And it's almost like, think of the analogy of when you're walking versus when you're driving. When you're walking, you look at the pavement directly in front of you because that's what your feet are going to be in the next second or so. Mm -hmm. But when you're driving, you look way up ahead because your car's moving at 50 miles an hour and you're going to be over there a lot faster. So you need to look ahead. I think today the biggest piece of advice that I can give individuals and organizations mm -hmm. is start aiming a little higher and don't just react to the future, proact to it. Anticipate and proact. And by the way, one big mm -hmm. thing that I will tell you also as a career person and as a leader, it mm -hmm. used to be the most important thing you had to do was plan for the foreseeable. The most important skill that people have to develop now is mm -hmm. to plan and expect the unexpected. So, so true. Um, the ability to adapt, be flexible and to consider more creative ways to kind of keep your you know, business pushing forward. It's so important. And Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. And um, can you tell us more about some of the books and articles that you have published and written? Yeah, I've written a number of articles. I mean, if you just look up my name, josephsantana.com uh, or Joseph Santana on Google, that's my website. I just said a lot. Anyway, if you look at my, if you look at uh, either on my website, josephsantana.com, or if you just Put in my name in uh, parent in uh, in parentheses Joseph uh, Santana and put inclusion or diversity. You'll see tons of articles I've written. I've written a number of different books. One of my books is Supercharger ERGs, which is about employment resource groups strategies for those groups to be able to uh, step up their game and very quickly uh, get up to speed 
getting results. And then the most recent book I've written is the new DEI and ERG Frontier. And that book essentially is a look at the history of and the development of diversity, equity, and inclusion practices and what changed, how they evolved during time as a result of those changes and what changes they need to make now in order to be ready to actually thrive in the future and maybe turn some of those lemonades that might come our way into into uh and turn those lemons into lemonade all right guys you're hearing that live on the exchange you have an opportunity to look at your business perhaps restructure it and receive advice from a very very seasoned entrepreneur please check out mr joseph santana and follow him also reach out to him for his services because this man is a hundred percent real and skilled at what he does. So he's really going to take your business to higher heights. And can you tell us more about your podcast? Yeah, my podcast is called ERG Power Talk. And the idea behind that was to democratize and make information available to anybody who's a resource group leader or an executive sponsor who wants to get information from thought leaders, who wants to get information from book authors and people who just can feed them great ideas. And the, the idea of that was born from the fact that I know that most ERG leaders and organizations who run women's groups and run, you know, the African-American group and so forth, they're very passionate, but they generally don't get a lot of investment in them. Maybe one or two of them in each company get to go to an event where they hear speakers. And so I thought, Instead of them having to get up and get the money together to go to an event, why not bring those speakers and those thought leaders into a podcast and make them available to anybody who's got a set of headphones and a, you know, and a smartphone. And uh, that, that was the genesis of that. And I've been doing it now. I'm up to season four. A lot of fun. Actually, I learn a ton from a lot of the people that I interview myself. So it's, 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 it's been a great boon to me as well. And to the many people who listen and tell me that they've gotten some great ideas from it. That sounds awesome. Just being able to contribute your time to help other individuals really just build their businesses and give them um, more insight to topics that's relevant to their field. It's amazing. Um, and tell us once again, where can we find all of your work and find you? Well, the easiest way you can find me is my email address. I'm happy to share it is Joe at joesantana.com. My website is www.joe at joesantana.com. And that website really is a little bit of, of a profile of me, but it has links to the ERG Power Talk podcast website. It has another link to an association that I chair called the CDO Power Circle. So once you get there, from there, you can branch out to the others. And I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter. I'm very, I'm very easy to find and, uh, mm -hmm. and always happy to chat with people who have questions uh, or want to share their own ideas. Awesome. So he is out there, very social and really, really waiting for you guys to reach out to him. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Santana. And I thank all of you at home for listening in. Remember that if you have a compelling topic of story that you wish to discuss, or if you wish to promote your business, please visit us online at www.experiencetheexchange.com. Also, feel free to follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcast. Thank you so much, and you all have a great night. Thank you so much, Mr. Santana. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on.